we are going to be doing a kind of beginner's course in Seesaw, so if you already use Seesaw quite a bit, this might be a review for you. Um, can you hear me in the back? Because I'm kind of like a mover and I don't want to talk in front of the... Okay, thank you. Perfect. Alright, so I'm Sarah. I um, taught first grade at Granville Christian School. I taught first grade Spanish immersion for six years. And this year, I transitioned into our educational support staff. And so I work with students in Spanish or in English, depending on where they need help. Um, so one year, I was kind of reading blogs at home, as we teachers do. And I came across this program called Seesaw. And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to try it. And now, you know, four years later, I'm using Seesaw every day. And I even use it with my, some of my students as um, I'm supporting them through ESS now. So I started out in a shared iPad classroom um, with my first graders. iPads are easier, but you can use it on any device. And then I became a Seesaw ambassador. So that's where I get extra training. It's an unpaid position you get for t-shirts. <laughs> that's wonderful, right? Um, so I just get extra training, and I get to do trainings like this for all of you to show you the great program that is Seesaw. So um, there's my email. If you have any questions, anytime, I am um, an ambassador for the Michigan area. So um, if you ever have any questions or anything, I can always try to find out the answer for you if I don't know the answer. So all of that contact information will also be at the end. So if you. So in education, we always like to have a plan of what we're doing, kind of where we're headed for today. So I have one, two, three, four, five main goals for us today. Um, first, I'm going to talk about what is Seesaw. So for those of you who don't know, we're going to look at some examples of what it is and what it looks like. Then I'll show you some student examples, some from my classroom. Those are in Spanish, so I apologize if you don't speak Spanish. But then most of the rest of them are in English, so you'll get to see like what it looks like. And then you all are going to become students. So I created a class for us today, and I'm going to have you actually do Seesaw as a student, so you know what it's like, you know what things you might come up against if you're a student or doing it in your classroom. Then I'm going to show you some ideas. There's tons of ideas in here. And you have a handout as well that shows a whole list of ideas that you can take home and you can use in your classroom next week if you want. And then I'll have some questions at the end. But feel free to interrupt and tell you why. I just keep on talking until some of the staff and just like interrupt whatever you want. So let's start with this. I think I have the sound turned up as loud as it goes, so hopefully you can hear this. But this is a little intro video to what is Seesaw. We have no sound. That's great. Just a minute. They might have turned off. They have this little like thing here. Let's see if that works out. If not, we will skip past that. I love when that light bulb fell off. Can you hear it? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, perfect. When they've been working really hard and all of a sudden that light bulb goes off and they just, that click of, oh, I get it now. I'm looking for new ways to engage my students every single day. Seesaw, hands down, is the best thing that has ever happened to any of my third grade classrooms. Whether it's math, writing, social studies, art class, Seesaw helps me 
So Seesaw basically is a platform for student engagement. So it's really just like a digital like learning journal where they can kind of pour in all of their things that they have been working on. So it captures their learning in a visual way for you as the teacher, in a way for them to be able to see, track their progress, but also for them to be able to share it with other students if you choose to do that, and share it with parents if you choose to do that too. I chose not to, but I will still show you how to do that. Um, it also, I feel like it empowers students really to take ownership over their learning because what they want to put on Seesaw is their best work. So we call that their wow work. So we want them to take ownership over their learning and to invest everything that they can in that so that they are giving quality work to you and they're showing quality work to others as well. So it inspires students of all ages to do their best and it saves you time. I can't stress that enough. It is a time saver for me in the classroom when I taught first grade. It made things so much easier and it went so much faster and there's fun activities that I could do for my students and I have like no prep, so it was super nice. Um, Seesaw has lots of different creative tools. We're gonna explore some of those today. Um, it allows students to express themselves and reflect on their learning. So students can make videos, take pictures, upload things that they've done and they can add audio to those things so they can explain to you what they did and how they were learning through that. And it creates a portfolio for that they can show to others and they can show to their parents and they can show to you as their teacher. And kids can interact with each other on Seesaw. So that's what I used it for. I would have some of my kids would upload some math problems that they would work on and then I'd have the other kids listen to each other so they could learn from each other. And if it was wrong, we still learned from, okay, what did they do wrong? How can we help them learn? How do we learn through our mistakes? So there's ways to go around um, some of that, even if kids are, you know, getting things wrong, or like, it's not maybe their best work. How do we learn through that, too? So Seesaw also has an activity library that's ready for you. It has tons of activities in there by grade level, by subject, that you can just go in and you can click, I like that one. I'm going to send it to my students, they can do it. So it saves you time if you're like stuck with something to do for fractions, say. And you look under, you search fractions, and it comes up with all these activities, you're like, this one fits, I'm going to send it to my students, you didn't have to do anything, which is super nice for you. And they're made by investors like myself, so they're made by real teachers. Teachers actually use them, and you can upload things that you use as well. 
so that other teachers can um, share in what you were doing. And some of them are uploaded in Spanish, I know, because I uploaded them. So there's some in Spanish if you teach in Spanish version. It allows you to focus more on your students, and this is what I love. You get to hear what your students are saying, and you don't have to be, like, right next to them. They can be, like, 20 students in the room, all working on iPads. You get to hear what all they're doing because it comes to you later when you're sitting on your couch at home and your pajamas, you can hear it. You don't have to sit next to them and one-on-one -on -one do things with them. It also helps you understand their progress. So a lot of things what I did was um, I would give them, like, an exit ticket. Then I could see those at a later time and say, okay, my math groups for tomorrow are going to look like this based on what they were explaining to me that they were understanding. And then my favorite one was I could differentiate my instruction. So I myself could be teaching lessons in six different places in the room because I as a teacher would upload myself doing a lesson, like not myself, my, like I would do it on an iPad. And then I would push it to like through a notification to each individual student and they could be watching different lessons at different times, and then I could pull a math group. So they're all getting instruction from me. They're all working on problems for me, but they're working on problems at their level, and I am not teaching six lessons at once, even though I might be teaching six lessons at once. That one does take a little bit more prep, like before school. Like Sometimes I would like close my classroom door and like quick record these videos <laughs> for the students, but the videos are five minutes or less. You can't go longer than five minutes which is good sometimes first graders can't upload things longer than five minutes either, which is kind of nice. <laughs> but um, it's nice for you because then it truly is a mini lesson from you. It's not that you keep going on it, like you need to compact your stuff in there in only five minutes, and then you, you know, check in with your kids, do it how you want after that. So how does Seesaw work? Basically, Seesaw, the students use different tools that capture the learning. There's tons of different tools they can use on there. There's pictures for the kids, not words, so that our kindergarten kids don't have to read those words. For the older kids, I mean, it's a camera. They click on the camera to take a picture. It goes to you as the teacher. You get to see what they do. You can approve it for other kids or families to see, or you could not approve it, and it could just be for you. And then if you choose to, families can see their child's work. I don't do that piece because I use Seesaw for something different for myself, but I know a kindergarten teacher in our um, school does connect families to her account so that her kids, she like says the alphabet in Spanish so they can listen to it at home, or the sight words in Spanish so they can listen to it at home. So there are ways that if you want to connect families, you can easily do that. That's just not something that I choose to do. So I would like you to take one minute, talk to the person next to you, and share something that you learned about Seesaw already in our session today.
English and then one in Spanish. So this is a first grader, something that this little boy did in math. So let's see if this works. Can you see it or is it too small? I think I might have to press the button on this. Okay. Let's grab this Can you hear any What? No, my computer's not here. I don't think it's needed. Well, you can see what he's doing. He's drawing on there. And he's talking. I'll try it again. I'm not sure why it's not working. What I do at school frequently. No. Does it work? So we turn it on and turn it off. Feel free to talk to us. Because maybe they'll start listening to something. Well, let me try the next one. Okay, let's see if this one works.
So his next step is to make it lift off on the ground, if you can hear that. He wants to make the little thing fly in the air. <laughs> he did, he was successful with that. So the next one is one from my classroom. So for those of you who teach first grade or who teach math expressions, you might know, we do the circle the bigger number of dots on the bottom. So that's what his exit ticket was to show me that he knew how to do that. Oh, he was supposed to show me. Alrighty, so what we 
are going to do first is, if you are signed in as a teacher, you need to sign out. Because you're going to sign into my class, not yours. So you would click up here. You'll click on the little gear thing. And then you'll go down and click sign out. And your screen should look like this. So make sure you're signed out as a teacher. You're not logged into anything. Sign out. So you go to the gear thing. Your name should not be on the top corner. The very top corner. Then go to the gear. Then sign out. Then sign out. Can we just on the app just click just look like that? Yeah. Okay. If it looks like that, you're perfect. Good to go. So. These are super easy for students to sign in. My students all use, you see around the room these QR codes? That's what my students use to log in. Older students can use their email, their school email to log in. I found even for my fifth grade students that do this, it takes a long time for them to type that in. So I still have one of these, and for my fifth grade Chromebook users, because I have two um, fifth grade Chromebook users, I hand them the paper and they hold it in front of their computer, and it scans super fast and easy. So in a minute, I'm going to have you stand up and scan these papers, some are on the floor, some are on the walls, but I would suggest setting it all to scan um, the class code. So are you ready to be a student? Your screen should look like this. If it doesn't, raise your hand, I will come help you. You click on, I'm a student. Click on scan class code, and it should look like this. If something pops up that you need to allow it to use your camera, click yes, because otherwise you can't use Seesaw. And I want you to stand up and try to scan one of these things, and then when I sit back down, it'll break right for you. Shape in the room. 
So basically just take a picture of anything. It doesn't really matter so much. But you would tell the kids to take a picture of a 3D shape or a 2D shape or a square or a circle, whatever you're learning about. And then they would, when they take the picture, they would tap this green check mark if they like the picture. If the picture didn't turn out for some reason, they can click the X and take it again. Okay? So they would click that. I always say green means you like it. So you like it, you like it, you like it. Keep clicking green until you're done. So you click that. Today, you are going to click your number. So a student would click their name. You're going to upload under your number, and then you click the check. So you check, check. And then this post will come to me, and I will show you what that looks like as a teacher. So let's get started. You should have a green check, a green like cross thingy. Yes, adding things. Where you click on that, and that's what you're going to do. You're going to click on that, click on the camera, take the picture. You like it? Check mark. Choose your number. Check mark. So we'll take two minutes for you to do that. Take your picture and upload as your number. Picture of any of Picture of a three. Well, it can be. Just for you to take your picture.
looks like. So, what I did on the other day was I created a class for our training. So this is what the class looks like. Um, I need to upload it, like, refresh it. The internet's really small. So this is what it looks like if your students were to upload. So right now there's nothing in here because I didn't approve any of your posts yet. So all of you uploaded here. This is like, so the name, like I showed before. This is where all of your numbers are so I can scroll down and see like, you know, there's a lot of numbers in there. For younger students, for my firsties, I use these cool little icon things. For older students, like for my fifth grade students, oh, they don't have one on here. You can have numbers. So it literally is like like your circle on there. It's just like a number in a circle. So if that's more appropriate for your grade level, you can do that too. So I would click down here to be able to see what my students, what you guys posted. And so then it shows up what all the posts were. So then I can either say like, yes, okay, this is okay, you know? So I can approve it. Or I can like not approve it if I'm like, okay, that's not okay. Now I'm not going to not approve your thing because like you worked hard on it. So, <laughs> but you know, if you have a student that you're like, okay, that's not appropriate, buddy. We need to have a conversation about this. You know, I had one of my students in fifth grade. I let my girls comment on each other's thing, and when I'm like, okay, that's not really kind. So let's talk about this. So it's a nice like learning tool, right? So you can go through if you have like class 20, you can go through each one and approve it, or you could approve all, which I'm going to do today. I don't necessarily do that with my students because I want to check to make sure like, okay, this is okay what you're saying and what other kids are going to hear. But for today, I'm assuming you're all being appropriate, so here we go. <laughs> so it's all approved. It's taking a little bit. But then I could go back, like everything's been approved here, so I can go back to our journal and, well, not too hard to group, but, um, so it shows up everyone's in here. So you can see everyone's on yours, too, because I allowed that today. So that's basically what it looks like from the teacher view up there. So let's go back here. Okay. So I'm going to show you some ideas, some more ways that you can use to solve things. So my suggestion to you is to start simple. I didn't do that, and so then I had to backtrack. So start simple. Um, with like preschoolers, if you're a preschool teacher, take a picture of what the kids are doing and just post it on there as a teacher. Then you can have the kids like log in and say, look what you did today. They don't even have to post anything. So that might be appropriate for you, like if you're you know, younger, or even kindergarten, to get them used to like scanning the code and coming back. You could have the students take a picture of their learning. So if they made patterns in math, if they did something on a whiteboard and you want them to show you what they did in their center or whatever, have them take a picture of it and send it to you. It's an easy peasy way to hold them accountable for what they're doing. Can I and, ask a quick question? Yes, for sure. Your super cool Unifix cubes thing on the bottom for math, is that like a seesaw lesson that teaches them that, or that's something you just laid out and they took a picture of it? Yeah, so I had them lay that out. I wrote like this on the, my table. Yeah. And then they had to make it. 
So like I just thought of that, but you could probably find an activity on there if you wanted to. Okay, but if so, you were doing that, then they could take a picture of that yeah. and you could have them explain the yeah. or whatever. Yeah, so okay. like what I mainly use, the drawing tool, which I'll show you after this, sure. but I would have them then, there's a microphone button, click yeah. that and then tell me like, the number 34 has three, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, thank you. Yes, so you can also draw in photos. So you can have them take a picture and then circle things. So what I did with my reading for nonfiction, like text features, was I had them grab a nonfiction book. We were learning about, say, labels. They had to take a picture of the book where there's a label, and then they had to circle the label. So there might be a caption or like a subtitle on there too, but they had to circle what I was asking to look for. So it's an easy way they all go there and know if they can identify that or not. Do they have to? Um before they approve it, like you can't take a picture, click on the green check mark, and then go back to your picture to add. You can. You can do you that. You can allow students to do that. Yes. So uh, that's a little more complex. Okay. But basically, you can allow students to edit their old stuff if you want. Oh, yeah, that's what I was It's a setting you can turn on and off. Oh, I had it off for my first graders, so that's a little too much maybe for them sometimes. Right. At the end of the year, I turned it on for a few of them. Okay. For a science experiment, so we did like states of water, so this isn't mine, but you can have them take a picture of what their science experiment like was at the beginning and at the end, or how it ended up, those kinds of things. So it's just some examples for you. You can also have them add voice to their pictures, which I find to be the most helpful because you can hear what they're actually thinking. So there's a microphone on there. They would just take the picture, click the microphone, and then it counts three, two, one, and then they can start recording. So it's not like it starts right away. Sometimes little kids forget to click it off, so you hear the rest of the thing. It's just a teaching point to keep in mind as you're working through that. So I'm not going to show you that example because our thing isn't working very well. But another great way is to do one-on-one -on -one assessments. So if you have sight word checks that you want to give them, if you want to give them number recognition checks, have them take a picture of the paper, then they can read it to you and you don't have to sit right next to them and you can listen to it later. If you need to check in with them later, you can easily do that. So I think, let's see if this one, I think this is a louder one, so you might be able to hear it. So they read the circled word wrong. So as a teacher, you can go in and circle that word for them, and they can go and explain, like, repractice that word. So you can edit what they do to give feedback if you want. So that's an easy way to do that. So we're going to practice using a picture with voice. This is where your self-portrait comes into play. So I'm asking you the question, what are you interested in learning about this year? It doesn't have to be seesaw-related. Basically, we're practicing, like, talking and something. So, what you would do is, you would, again, click on that green plus sign. You'd click the camera. You'd take your picture. After, there's this microphone. You click on that. It counts down for you. Say something that you'd like to learn this year. Then you click on the check to say you like it or not. Choose your number and check it again. Any questions?
go back to number 14. So you uploaded two items, there's your two items. So we're just going to listen to it. This is kind of what it sounds like. It might be hard to hear because you're all talking. And you have to wait because I didn't realize I was recording, so the oh. first few seconds are just... It's okay. <laughs> this happens a lot with kids as they're learning, so... I am very excited to learn more about Seesaw. <laughs> so perfect. Thank you. Thank you for being so great. Let's give a round of applause. Thank you. Thank you. So that's kind of what it would sound like. So the sound is pretty good. Um, and it's just an easy way to add to the picture. So sometimes for those kindergartners or first graders who, you know, they can't handle taking a video. That's an easy way to get um, their thoughts into it. The older kids, they can easily do the video tool and like video record themselves with their Chromebooks or something. So I would like you to take a minute, turn to talk to someone next to you how you might use photos or voice with photos in your classroom um, and how that might help Get that aspect of it. 
which sometimes is helpful for some parents to allow you to use it. Um, they can draw, they can take a picture, and they can talk all in this one um, tool. So I'm going to show you how to use this today, and you're going to try it out because I truly feel like this is the one that most people would probably use. So basically, it looks like this if your iPads are updated. If you have older iPads, it won't look like this. Mine are older, mine doesn't look like this. I just have the new one for you to see. It works the same though. So if you have older iPads that won't update to the new version of Seesaw, it's okay. It still has the same features or functions. So you can have the students, they added some new things down here. So you can have students use pencils, highlighters, erasers, whatever. There's lots of different colors that they can use. There's lots of different colors they can use. So sometimes, with my first graders, I said two colors max. Because I had one kid who used every color because he thought it was fun. Yes. So then they can draw in this whole space. They can take a picture and draw over top of it. They can take a picture, draw over top of it, and they can record themselves doing that. They can also record and draw at the same time. And it does like that real time where you saw like that kid doing three plus four equals. So that's where he used his finger and recorded his voice and drawing at the same time. So I feel like that's super useful as well. So what we're going to do, this is an example of what it would look like. You could have kids, you know, do expanded form or different things like that. So this is an example, we're gonna skip over that for sake of time. You can also have them put labels on it. So if your kids are older and they're able to type things in, you can have them create a text box. It's super easy, they click, click the T, for text, it comes up with a box and they would type in there what they want. Then they can move the box wherever. So they can record themselves moving the boxes too to show you the different parts of things that they might be labeling. For my first grade students, since I use this most of my time in first grade, I did one where I had all of the labels pre-done as a template that I sent to them. And then they could move them and they had to label the parts of an apple. So I took a picture of an apple, but all the words were on the side, and then they moved them to the right parts. So it showed me that they knew the parts of the apple, which is what we were working on science. So mass vocabulary they can use in context. So we're going to explore with photos, drawings, and voice today. So in your account, there should be a light bulb for activities. So if as a teacher, like before we were posting, you just did a regular post. If as a teacher you want to create an activity and send that activity to your students or some of your students, which is what I did for you, they would find that under the activities tab. So what I did for you is I created this activity. I shared it to all of you. If I was in my classroom and I wanted some of you to do one activity and some of you to do another, I would just click certain number of names for one activity and certain number of names for another activity. So that's how you can differentiate and that's how I differentiated like some of my worksheets because my kids knew everybody gets different things all the time. So today what you're going to do is you'll see this template, it'll look better in your thing. Um, and you are going to click the add button under that. So when you go to the light bulb part, there should be, it should look exactly like this, and you click the add. Then all these instructions show up for you. So for the students, all those instructions would show up as well. For my first graders and for kindergarten friends and even sometimes for second grade friends, that's a lot of reading. 
and that pictures aren't super helpful, you can video, re like you can record your voice over the instructions, and then they just click on it and can hear the instructions. So you can do that too if your kids can't read the instructions. So you're going to read the instructions. So you would tap the button, you tap the microphone button. You can draw with your finger, you can draw with whatever, um, and you're going to talk about three ways you're going to use Seesaw in your classroom, or that you could use Seesaw in your classroom. So tap on that um, little light bulb, tap on the add button, and use your cursor, your finger, depending on what you're on, and write three ways that you can use Seesaw. You can record yourself talking, whatever you want. This is just kind of you practice something and upload something for So go ahead. If you have questions, yeah. Yeah.
for you for this. So you can send announcements to your families. You can send newsletters to your families through the announcements page. If you send something, then they can start sending back to you through Seesaw, so then you might want to keep checking it regularly. If you don't send anything, they can't send anything to you. Okay? So that's in the announcements section, so I just want to give a word of caution be careful with that. Remember, these need to be kept secure because anyone who has these can log into the account and upload anything you want. Put a post-it note over if you have grandparents and people are taking pictures so that they don't accidentally upload to your thing. The help is always there. You can easily get help there. You can always email me. Sorry, our time's almost up. And there's free professional development online on YouTube. They're called PD and your PJs. Just do them at home. Some are five minutes. Some are 